Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a video game podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lockie, and this week I played three hours of Hitman, the 2016 version. It's a world of assassination. That could be the tagline. <laughs> it is. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it really? I think so. Okay. It's like enter a world of assassination. Sure. Let's enter. Bring out three. It's a Merry Christmas morning here. Yes, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. We've not recorded a podcast for nearly a year, and we're Gosh, finally it's been, back. It's been rough, but we finally made it. Maybe we should just post this next year. Just to screw them? <laughs> just take, screw them all? You screw them all. Yeah, show them what's what. Give, give us, them a what for. Give us a year break. You want to take a whole year off? Hell no. What would you do if 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 they if the world said to you, Lucky, all right, you get to take a year off from three HR, but by the time this time next year, the podcast has to be an entire year's worth of betterness, right? How would you improve it? What's the first thing you would do? Um, it's your birthday today. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy, happy birthday. Uh, it's Thanks. it's funny. Uh, because a couple of weeks ago, we were recording, and it was my birthday. Hilarious. Uh, and now it, it's your birthday. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Well, it is kind of funny that it both landed on the <laughs> same have day. This conversation again. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, yeah. That on the same day, we both landed there. Both, yeah, double Mondays. Yeah. Love Mondays. Um, so... So to celebrate, we're doing a podcast, um, yeah. and it's not just any podcast, another episode of Time Play 3HR, our little podcast project that we do every week. I guess it is a project, isn't it? That's quite sad. No, it's, it's why is it sad? Why is it I don't know. project you sad? Don't want, I don't, you don't want projects, do you? Oh, we've got a project going, I'm doing this little project. Well, only when you put it in that frame. Projects can be cool. <laughs> You, you could use blame. that voice for anything. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. It destroy it. <laughs> oh, I ride motorbikes and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty lame. <laughs> it's both not... are very dangerous. Yeah, and that's what makes them cool. I mean, there's a reason why I don't do either of them. <laughs> but they they are undisputably cool things. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> anyway, would you rather have a motorbike than a car? Yes. Would you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I wouldn't do it because it's too dangerous. Mm. Uh, which, is, which is a shame. Um, but maybe if I like didn't live in a bustling city, I lived in like, some I think some the thing pills. is with a motorbike, like, I would like to drive a motorbike, but I, just, I wouldn't want to wear the protective gear. Yeah. So then I just can't be riding a motorbike, you know? No. My my dad for a brief time owned a scooter. Okay, uh, a scooter, scooter could do. At, well, he and he he would he bought like proper like 
overalls and like I just remember him coming home just looking like such a burk. Just like this big because he, he's a small man and <laughs> just a big <laughs> a big small man. This huge like just like I don't know probably three times his fat index it was this <laughs> like suit like this plastic These suit leathers yellow and black plastic suit oh wow he went for the kill, the kill bill look and like especially like on like a scooter it's like i don't know man this doesn't <laughs> seem worth the time <laughs> to be fair uma thurman did look cool oh uh, yeah it wasn't like a leatherette latex vibe it was more of a well, neither large... was hers was it not no it's like a it's like a well it's it's quite skin tight. His wasn't skin tight. His was quite loose. It's tight, but it's not skin tight. It's not like it's like sexy. it's like slim fit. What she yeah. wears. Oh yeah, it's, it's very um, it's very like Japanese biker, isn't it? Which is I by the sounds of it, what your dad was trying to go for too. Yeah, on his on his little moped. Yeah, Kimball's a good movie. I like Kimball. Yeah, I like I like it. Enough. Um, talking of super trained master killers. <laughs> Holy shit, look at you. You like that one? You didn't even plan that. I did not plan that. Um, talking of assassins, I think it's what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't think she's an assassin. I think she is an assassin. Were they assassins in that film? Were they, I think they sure were just part of like pretty a... Sure she's literally a hitman. <laughs> anyway, talking of trained killers... Talking of Hitman, Hitman, this week we played Hitman, singular. The singular Hitman. Um, (laughs) The one that came out in when? Let me take a stab, like 2016? I feel like every game came out in 2016. You know what I mean? That's like a classic. What year did Uh, that game come out? It came out in 2016. Wow, there you go. Yeah. It's a game. Oh, yeah, we should. Uh, before we, we mentioned, uh, we were going to do Raw Danger, as I mentioned. I asked you to just do last week, but um, uh, I, I Hitman 3 came out this week, and I've just been playing a lot of it, and I've sure. been meaning to do Hitman at some point, and, uh, uh, and I just thought, bugger it. I just, I just want to talk about Hitman, so we're going to talk about Hitman instead. Sure, sure, sure. But don't worry, we will do Raw Danger. Uh, maybe my next round, uh, we'll do that. Sure, whenever. For anyone that was eager. Because um, Hitman 3 just came out, didn't it? Yes. Uh, and so there, was, quite a bit of it. there was a 2, I assume, I think you mentioned. Yeah, there's, there's three of them. Well, three of those. This, this is a new trilogy. This is a, yeah. Which was Agent Zero's number 2. Is that right? What? What? This is just what I've seen. I mean, is that wrong? What's Hitman there's 2? Hit, there's Hitman, the yeah. 2016 version. There's yeah. Hitman 2. Oh, it's just called Hitman 2, the 2018 beat again, and this Hitman 3. And Hitman 3. Uh, I tell you what, this game has really figured out a formula which they could just keep pumping out, uh, and I imagine it would remain pretty good. And that's what they've been doing, and it's yeah. been going very well. Yeah. Um, this, so this game, well, the I think one of the weird things about it is, like, the different ways they've sold these games. Um, so, there, yeah, there are now three... Hitman games. This is hit, so Hitman is a long-running series that they've been doing. Uh, I think it was originally like a PC game, uh, which I've never played. The only ones I've played is 
Blood Money, which was an Xbox 360 game, I think, and um, Absolution, which was sort of the one that came out before this new set of games, yes. um, which isn't very good. Okay. Um, and Hitman 2016 was this kind of excellent revitalization of the series. It went back to what made Blood Money so good and sort of took all the ideas and spruced them up. Um, and they Hitman 1 originally was sold in, like, installments. So you'd buy a level for, like, six quid um, or you buy the season pass. Um, and then every few months they would release kind of like a like Telltale game or um, uh, Life is Strange. Like they'd release an episode every couple of months. Bizarre. Um, which I think actually really works, for, really works for the game because of the way the levels are structured of like play it a lot over and over again and see all the stuff. It encourages that replayability. Um, and I actually sure. really like that system. Then- It'd be like every, every few months there'd be like a sick new stealth level to play um for a video game and uh they sort of gone back and forth and and now they just release them as a whole piece i think that works mm-hmm. yeah, I that's mean, fine you can tell that the well an indicator that the release is so weird is the ui of this game which is for one just really weird um but should we talk about it a little bit about the actual gameplay itself and what it is for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Um, so let me just sort of give you the idea. It's Imagine this. Uh, so let me give you the first main level that I did, which is uh, a fashion show in Paris. And it's held in a palace inside the city of Paris. Um, and you have two people you have to kill. And it basically just says, okay, here's this huge palace. There's a fashion show going on. Um, You can walk around the entire palace freely. Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. You know, you've got all the guests in the front. Then you can walk through to the fashion show bit um, where it's actually taking place. You can go backstage where there's all the models getting their makeup and hair done. Go into, like, the lights and music department then there's blah, 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 and blah, 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 and loads of security. And you basically have two people that you have to kill in that huge palace. Um, and you have to do it any way that you could imagine um, and get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's you get targets, and it basically just says, go kill these people. Try and figure it out. Yeah, and I think, I think the thing that makes it, for me at least, so enticing is sort of these levels are kind of designed on this kind of like clockwork sort of mini simulation of like lots of things are going on at one, at one time when you're doing something over here, something else is happening over there. Um, Certain events will trigger other events. And it's about like the, for me, the fun really comes in of like learning these levels, learning when certain elements or things will happen and manipulating the, the space and the people in order to create the uh, assassination that you so would desire to pull off. Um, yeah, it's weird though because that is true. But at the same time, I had these like real conflicting uh, feelings about fucking things up and then continuing forwards. And for example, running away and then seeing parts of the palace that I hadn't seen yet and knew I was resetting back to. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then I had this. Uh, idea where 
future. I just metagamed where I knew that this person was going to be there yeah. in like 20 minutes or in like five minutes. So I went straight there instead of following them there, for example. Mm, yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I think it's definitely, it's definitely muddling of like, so the game does several different, has several, what am I trying to say here? I'm already stuck. So it has these kind of <laughs> linear, linear, sort of semi-linear like story missions, um, which you can choose how like obfuscated they are in the UI, but like on the regular difficulty, basically when you walk past a certain per- couple of people having a conversation, it'll like light up this little uh, light bulb icon for you to sort of like, you should probably listen to this conversation these people are having and it will give you clues as to how you might assassinate a certain guy. So in the Paris level, uh, one of the main ones is the, um, you learn about this guy called Helmut Kruger, um, who is this model who it turns out looks strikingly like agent 47, um, which is, which is fair enough because it's just a bold man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like a skinny Um, tall, bold man. Um, and, and they're like, so, and he, I can't remember exactly what he says. Um, but, um, they're like, yeah, you, you, so you sort of figure out that like, okay, so I could follow this sort of linear path of, I could become Helmut Kruger in order to, um, eventually get some alone time with the, one of my assassination targets so I can kill them without being seen. Um, or something along those lines, or you hear someone sure. say, oh, the chandelier is really loose above this guy or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I wanted to shoot it down right at the start, but um, I refrained. And so you can follow these. Yeah. Much the I think, I don't. I can't remember about the first one, but by the third game, um, there's typically like three different sort of sort of story missions you can do as like these are sort of or what I like to think of as like these are the canonical ways that Hitman murdered these people, um, and then there's a billion other ways if you want to you can just go and mess around and um, yeah. poison a guy's drink and drown him in the bathroom or or chuck him off a cliff or. Um, do some really goofy stuff. Um, and I, I think that's definitely where the fun comes into this game. Yeah. And I think one of the great things about this game is the line, in a similar way that, um, in a different way, but like something we talked about in like Yakuza of like how it straddles the line of like self-serious and also intensely goofy. Yeah. And I think Absolution, which was like the first Hitman game I played and I didn't really like, uh, the reason I didn't like it is because it took itself very seriously and went for this kind of like, very grimy, gr- like grungy, like hyper violent, hyper sexualized. Look how, like very dark sort of tone, um, sure. with occasional goofs. Whereas this game amps up the goof a lot more um, and really plays into the idea that you know you're a player that's basically allowed to do whatever you want, and therefore there's going to be constant goofs. Um, and there's lots of tiny little systems in the game that really amplify it and really make some of the like goofy things you can do very satisfying. Sure, sure. Um, do you want to so that... hear about my uh, Paris kills? <sighs> I really do. How many times did you get through it? Just Paris? Once? I yeah. only did it once and then I moved on. Oh, okay. You didn't want to go back. I felt like I saw a fair bit of it. Um, plus, I only had like half an hour left. Mm-hmm. Uh, of playtime, so I wanted to see another environment. So you went to Sapienza, is that the next level? Uh, I think so. Like a Italian. sunny Italian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paris, it was pretty basic, uh, but it, it, it does feel good. And a big part of this game is 
knocking people out, stealing their clothes, yes. and then walking around as said person. Um, That's important. It's not like traditional... It can be if you want to be a traditional stealth game of like hiding behind cover, but it's much easier to uh, blend in by looking like everyone else. Yeah, and uh, this game definitely is very kind to you, and in a good way, uh, of being kind to you, that they allow you to both see and identify uh, important people within that uniform's uh, ranking. So, for example, if you're wearing a chef's uniform, it will identify maybe a head chef who would be very familiar with all of his chefs, Um uh, so that you know you can avoid those people, and yeah, so it also doesn't work on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also makes sense, you know, that that would be a problem. So it's nice that they kind of address that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, you can also do stuff like always see where your target is, even through walls. Yeah, um, which is helpful. Super is helpful when you um especially when you've got like a very elaborate scheme of how you want to kill this person. Um, and because these, these characters are typically working on some sort of like timer clockwork thing, you kind of need to know otherwise, <laughs> like how much time you have. Cause they might, these maps are pretty big. Um, they can huge. be huge. Um, the Paris one's pretty overwhelming, I think for a first level. Um, it's huge. And so you might be like halfway across the space and need to be doing something that's there but you also know that you need to get to this other space um, where they're going to be. And so you need to kind of be able to keep a track on on where this sort of red dot of them somewhere is in the area. So it's quite handy to have. But you can turn all that stuff off. Like the super hard mode is like, as you can imagine, it's like no help. Um, oh, sure. One, one, you're only allowed one save to load from, um, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, so my Paris run... Went a bit like this. Went in, uh, learnt about one of the target's favourite cocktails down in the basement, uh, in, like, the cooking department, mm-hmm. in the kitchens, you could say. Uh, then went upstairs, uh, stole a waiter's uniform, stood behind the bar, mixed him a... I found some rat poison outside in, like, the <laughs> yeah. gardens, yep. in, like, a shed in the garden. Took it in, uh, poisoned his cocktail... It wasn't a killer poison, it was just one that made him sick. Then followed him to the bathrooms as he was throwing up, killed him. Mm-hmm. Then he had a bodyguard who was guarding. He was tricky because there were models walking off the catwalk by this mm. bathroom. Mm. But I did manage to subdue him, uh, take his clothes. And at this point, I'm wearing a lovely bodyguard uniform, which lets me go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, where the other lady is, uh, and then so I eventually get upstairs after doing some sort of traversery around the edge of the building, um, you know, like hopping out the windows, crawling along the windowsills and stuff. Um, I get in, and I eventually get it to where it's just her sharing secrets with another dude in a small room, and there's just one other guard in that room. Yeah. And this is like seems to me like the only time where she's ever semi alone, um, and she, it was connected to a bathroom. So I opened up those bathroom doors, 
And in that bathroom was a window that sort of led into the main, almost inner courtyard of the palace, where the fashion show was taking place. The sort of, imagine sort of the inside of the Natural History Museum. Is this making sense to you? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, there was a bathroom that had a window that led inside the house, mm-hmm. into like a giant hall of the house. Um, and then so I opened those doors, stepped back into the bathroom, shot her, jumped out the window. No one, people went in the bathroom. I was gone. Um, and then sort of snuck through the attic, stole a couple more outfits and left through mm-hmm. the basement, which is, I'm sure, super standard, but yeah. felt good. You didn't even do any of the like story mission things. The cocktail was a story Uh, A a slight story one. Um, At least it was one where you could follow a path. Yeah. And it was like, steal this outfit, go to this bar to mix the drink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I find what I do... Because I I think... I really like these games. I really, really like these games. I think they're really good stealth games. Um, uh, But sometimes I'm not in the right headspace, and sometimes I get stuck on, like... Is this fun to just kind of follow the path? Should well, that's I the thing. do this completely like solo? Like, what? What? At what point is it okay for me to like learn the levels by like quick saving and quick loading? Like, I get stuck on that stuff a lot with like stealth games of um, of should I be like hardcore challenging myself or should I be like what? Where is where is that line that goes from fun to kind of just frustrating? Um, and my I've learned over playing these games that I find the most, the best way to play them is uh, play them slowly. So like take my time with them. The first thing I do is I basically just like the first time I play a level, I go in and I probably spend like a good hour just kind of wandering around, not doing much. Um, So I'll like go in, I'll kind of learn like just naturally try not to get seen, but like just naturally like trying to learn like a good, like 70% of the space. Um, And then I'll, follow one of the story missions um replay it again finish the other story missions and then the third time oh, really third time i usually go for like mopping up some of the extra random bits because every time you finish the level it's definitely encouraging you to replay it so you you get unlocks and you level up each time you beat a level um so you can go back and like spawn in a different location already in like an outfit of i don't know a chef or a security guard you can unlock places to like hide special items like guns or lock picks that you can pick up um or like goofy items as well um things like that and then there's also like little mini objectives of like try to find this thing and do this thing and some of them are like redacted or hidden some of them you can sort of tell quite easily what it is sure. um so it wants you to do that so by the time i'm on the third one i have a pretty good idea of the level and i like to go do all lots of those little bits and then also depending on how I like the level, like either do, I really love doing the suit only, uh, silent assassin challenge. What's um, that? Just so wearing e- a, yeah. So clothes. every, every level they have like this set of classic challenges. So there's like only do it in only ever wearing your classic assassin man suit is red tie right. suit. Right. Um, and never be seen and never kill anyone, but the target. And, um, uh, so I really like trying to do that. Like, I think it's always, it's always fun in stealth games, especially once you know them a bit to see how far you can push the like simulation and like 
can I actually get around this level that was maybe designed slightly for a different, slightly different play style? And like, yeah, like push, push to see if I can force it into actually playing this like a traditional stealth game. Um, and what, and it's, it just feels so satisfying to like, to know, like, I know that that target's going to be there at this point doing this. And I know how to get them alone without bothering anyone and etc. Um, and in Hitman three, one of the nice little touches they do is they allow you to unlock shortcuts that stay unlocked next time you replay them. Right. Um, so which is quite like a nice little extra touch to like encourage that. So like, you can like break down and open up like ladders and stuff to like areas that would take you forever to get to traditionally. Right. Um, so like uh, I was playing the second level yesterday in Hitman three, which is a great level. It's really cool. It's set in like a, the British countryside and it's like a murder mystery. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's like, it's like playing like, uh, did you see knives out? I did. Uh, it's like, it's like knives out. Um, it seems like that's probably one of their main reference points. So you basically go into this beautiful mansion and a murder has happened and you also need to assassinate a woman um, in there as well. So you can either do the mystery as the detective or you can just go kill this woman. Um, <laughs> I like how knives out is the point of comparison rather like than I, like the, I, the hundreds of years of no, no, I classical know, murder mysteries. I know, but I just feel like video games specifically don't like recent references. <laughs> they tend not to do the work. Um, um, uh, but yeah, so like that was like, I, I like unlocked the ladder and i found a very quick way to get to the room where she is alone for like two seconds and i got in and out of that level in my suit in like five ten minutes and like the first time i played that level i was in there for like an hour and a half um and that feels like super super good um so i think it's definitely one of those games that like you probably get as much out of it as you want to put in because you absolutely can just be like i'm going to do this main story mission move on to the next level and just go through and I think that's why the um, the episodic nature of the first one was quite valuable because it kind of forced you to be like, well, I paid six pounds for this level and I'm gonna I've done play the story, so times. I guess I'll play it again. Um, and, and the game, can, there's enough tell game that. for you to do that. Yeah, you can tell playing through that that's what they want you to do as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember... Um, so straight away in Paris, you know, the first thing I did was sneak into a side room and steal a stylist's outfit mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing um, and next to this stylist was a glass display cabinet because it's set in a palace which has normally um, some sort of museum like display there was a glass cabinet with two swords behind it and I was just like it would just be amazing to kill both of the targets with one of these antique swords <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm sure that there are times when it asks you to do that Sure. There are, um, there are plenty of challenges which are like... In fact, I think in the Paris level, uh, on the top floor, like in the, the attic, there's a, an Magician's outfit. outfit? Yeah. Oh my god, I found that after I killed the second lady. Where? I put it on, I walked out of the room, yeah. and I was like, what am I doing? And then just <laughs> so, walked back in the room and... It's an outfit where everyone outfit everyone's suspicious of you if you wear it. Um, so the, one of the challenges like do do the entire level without being seen in the vampire outfit that's funny yeah vampire magician that was the outfit (laughs) yeah that's the one and then like Um, the game um has lots of other stuff like tacked onto the side which is cool so the online component lets 
any player uh, pick any any character, any AI in any level, um, and like set up a, set it up as a challenge. So like you have to assassinate this person, um, and then you can like set requirements of like using oh, this. That's weapon really or, cool. Um, and then the, yeah, so there's basically like this li- unlimited amount of like challenges if you want to. Um, and there's this other idea of like escalation, which is kind of like. Um, you know, like uh, like horse or skate or something where, like, someone does a trick. So someone kills a guy, um, but then the next person has to kill the guy with an item. And the next person has to kill the guy with an item in an outfit and then, like, that sort of thing. Right. Um, so there's lots of cool little stuff like that as well. I think yeah, it's just, it... like, overall, it's just, like, a really well-considered and, like, stealth games are always tough to, like, get right and... And there's very, to be honest, there's very few good ones. And I think this one's like actually original. <laughs> it's well, it's just such a great formula. Yeah. And also so sort of easy, I imagine, to sort of continue on mm-hmm. and keep churning out and sort of maintain a sort of level of funness because the formula, the fun comes from having different uh, environments for you to explore. Mm. And play around in, I would imagine. I mean, I've only played two and a bit half. And I, I, I am always astounded by the environments. Um, I love oh, them. Great, they look so good. Um, the fashion show was amazing. Yeah, they're like so. So there's like loads of people. Like it's un, an unusual <clears throat> amount of AI in a video game level. Um, uh, so like the spaces already feel real because like there's literally just like huge crowds of people standing around that you can walk through um and like react like semi-realistically to like if you start firing a gun they all start running to like another area of the map and like that sort of thing like it's all feels quite like properly simulated but then the actual like environments themselves are like densely detailed and like lots of assets everywhere and it feels like they feel like real they feel like video game levels which is kind of nice in a way but they also feel like real spaces um i mean you you said it before but just the fact that there's always stuff going on everywhere yeah is what i think adds such a large um yeah thing to what you were just talking about yeah i mean like i said so i used to live with some girls who did fashion um throughout uni and went to a couple of their fashion shows and stuff. And, you know, it's pretty normal at the front. And then, you know, occasionally we'd go at the back. And it was it was like that. It was just mad craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and really cool to see, to suddenly go from uh, that feeling of, oh, I'm in the front of a stage to, oh, okay, I'm backstage. Mm-hmm. And have that, you know, that music, the lights, all the people in smartly dressed versus the chaos backstage. Yeah. Um, like I think they pulled that off really well. Yeah, they definitely they do their really research. Well. Yeah, they, they it just they feel like really good spaces to explore. Um, and then on top of that, you just got all the like just like ridiculousness of the actual people talking. One of the the decisions I love, uh, especially I think they didn't for some reason they didn't do it in Hitman Two, but Hitman One and Hitman Three, um, they made the decision for every almost every character to just be american (laughs) so (laughs) so every ai character is just an american voice actor which obviously (laughs) saves money and time but like it doesn't matter where you go you go to some pretty far parts of the globe 
but they're, <laughs> they're always American. And it, it, like, it's funny. Um, and it solves, I think, some, like, potential, like, dodgy missteps of misrepresenting people and stuff. Um, but, <laughs> and just being well, generally... Just, just, use, just use people from that country. Um, but... Yeah, but it's so funny. It's something so bizarre about, like, being in... I can't really remember some of these levels, but, like, being in somewhere just completely non-American and just, like, the guy just having this full-on cheesy, like, American... The guard just sounding, like, full-on cheesy, like, what was that over there? And it just looks so good. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, and they have silly conversations and, like... The writing's actually pretty funny at times. Um the the incidental dialogue like the main stuff's whatever but um the I mean there's there's no proper story there is game at least from what I I mean yeah. it was presented People to me that like there the was story. a story but yeah. I it for me at least did very little to interest me at all yeah yeah they they it it picks up it definitely picks up especially by like Hitman two and I, I hear like the the wrap up story of Hitman three is pretty intriguing it it goes into sort of conspiracy um illuminati stuff uh pretty quick um sure and like are they, are they all the same agent does it continue on throughout or yeah it's it's always been agent 47 uh, it's always been the same voice actor all these years which is cool um uh and um yeah um yeah i i, I it doesn't really grab me the story stuff um sure but it's supposed to be okay <laughs> I kind of half watch it. There's like these cutscenes that happen in between the levels, and I kind of like half watch. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, so he's going here. Um, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I think the opening cutscene for the game lasted like five, well, not even, maybe three minutes, mm -hmm. uh, which is an incredibly short for an opening of a video game. Mm -hmm. Um before you were sort of playing and it was sort of not explaining anything extra. Um, the tutorial's great in this game, by the way. The tutorial's, like, I found it kind of a lot. It's really? A lot. It's just a lot, because it's just, they're just full levels. <laughs> they're, like, smaller full levels. Yeah, they're small. Um, so, I mean, what it does, the first one, it sets you up at a fake yacht party, fake super yacht party. Uh, so, you know, so you go onto this yacht, but all the walls are just, like, plywood. Yeah, that's cool. And, it's a cool uh, design idea. It really looks amazing. And you've got this sort of sunset in the background, which is just sort of printed on these giant sheets. Um, and everyone on the boat is an actor helping <laughs> you train for your mission. It's very funny. Um, and it, it does well. It says, here's a way to play the game, and it takes you through a sort of play-by-play -play of how to kill your target um, and sort of, you know, telling you what to do, telling you how to do it, showing you some of the things you can do. And then it says, okay, do it again, but just do it however you want. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, a great way to run a tutorial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the tutorial is good, but it's just like... Oh, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just, it's just massive tutorials are just always overwhelming. But it it's what you want, kinda, though. It's kind of necessary. It's yeah. what I'd rather from a tutorial rather than constant hand-holding for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, because you can just skip it if you want. Um, sure, you can skip everything yeah. in this game, which is weird. Well, yeah, because one of the things they've also done is they've 
combined the games so that like it all launches from the same place um and like updates that they've made to some of the mechanics have reverse gone back into hitman one um so like weird in hitman one originally there weren't uh mirrors which sounds like a pretty innocuous thing but what that means is that um if you try to if you take out an, a gun behind someone in a bathroom, they'll see the gun. Um, oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, and they added that to Hitman 2, and so they put it into Hitman 1, and you can play all of the Hitman 1 levels in Hitman 2. Um, so it's sort of like they all share the same content, um, uh, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took me like five minutes to figure out how to even get to the first level of the campaign. UI is a bit of a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks clean. It looks like, uh, it looks and this slick. is what I wrote down. It felt like it had, it, it, it felt like what Assassin's Creed should have been mm-hmm. in the UI. Mm. I was, I opened it up and I was like, wow, oh, this looks like this should be Assassin's Creed. Um, but it's so confusing. Oh my god! It took me forever to even just find out how to play the game. Yeah, um, which now makes sense given the weird releasing of it all. Yeah, I think it's just a. It's a. It was okay when uh, they were releasing them one at a time, um, but now that they've had, uh, yeah, five years uh, of games stuck in there, it's kind of a bit of a chaotic mess. Plus, like all the stuff of like. That's another thing they do, which is actually really cool, is they do these things called elusive targets. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, for literally two weeks or even a week, they'll have, they'll add a character with its own, like, cycle and, like, characterization that you can take out. And then after the two weeks, it's gone. Um, And you only get one shot at taking it out. Oh, that's Um, cool. So they've done, like, goofy things. Like, they did, um, uh, God, what's that guy, the meme guy that always dies? In Lord of the Rings. What's he called? In Lord of the Rings? <laughs> the actor in Lord of the Rings. And he dies in all the movies. Um, I haven't seen who, them. Who is in... The guy that gets shot. And Lord of the Rings? Yeah. He gets shot. Oh, what, by a bow and arrow? Uh, and you, he's, the, he's the guy in um, Game of Thrones. The first guy. The, the dad. Um, is it Sean Ned Bean? Stark. Sean Bean. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. He was yeah, one of the Sean targets, Bean. which is funny. Um Winter is coming. So that sort of thing. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ugh. All right. Um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm. I like that. I think it's um, especially for people who love this game. I imagine there are some people who really love this game. Yeah. And really appreciate all that stuff. Yeah. It's definitely, like, it was definitely originally an attempt at, like, what does a modern AAA live service game look like? Um, uh, which they've sort of, yeah, sort of cut gone back in. On. Cut back on. They, so they, God, this is now kind of boring information, but they were originally owned by Square Enix and they got, they bought yeah, their own independence. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, so they, I think they bought oh, themselves back. that's not back. boring. That's interesting. Um... And now publish the games off their own back, which is pretty cool. Um, but the first cool. the first game was published by Square Enix. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of Hitman games over the years, so it's nice to know that they've sort of found a niche. Yeah, especially because they've had varying quality. Um, but they've it feels like they've just freaking hit the mark um, with this trilogy of games. Yeah. 
And the last thing I want to say, just further in on the goof, I don't know how much you would have experienced it, but the throwing hard objects at people's faces is potentially one of the most satisfying video game things. Well, it's just nice that it works. <laughs> it's so good. So, like, the, one of the weird things about this game is that after a little while of playing it, you notice that you become much more attached to, like, the sort of innocuous, boring objects that are scattered through the environment than, like, guns or not even, like, knives. Like, because you ideally you probably should not be killing everyone you see so you're looking for hard blunt objects um so for me like i play through a level and i see like a a soda can um i'm like stocking up on soda cans so (laughs) so i got like six (laughs) soda cans in my pocket um and then uh they count as a silent kill so like instead of like going and strangling them which takes like seconds you can just either just walk up behind them and bonk them on the head which feels excellent or, sure. or from Even halfway better. across the room, just <laughs> yeet a soda can at this guy's head. And um, it's just hard to describe how they've just got it. They've just done it so well. They do this amazing thing where if they see you throw the can, they start to say like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then it cuts. <laughs> the audio cuts bang on when the can hits. And that sounds to someone that maybe doesn't play games or like even maybe someone that does. But in the moment... It's like I I know th- I know that that's technically hard to do. I know that video games don't allow for that kind of stuff, that kind of randomness. But it it's so precise and good, and the comedic timing of it is so good. Um, Amazing! Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, uh, and and the items are really well done in this game. Uh, it's really nice. The way it works is you can sort of just flick through them and see all the items you have, and it's very easy to just conceal and unconceal these items. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all act differently, and you can sort of kill or attack um, with all of them, and uh, yeah, they all they all handle very well. Yeah, yeah. In the in the mission I was playing yesterday, the the murder mystery one, there was this like snotty teenager that I actually didn't have to do anything with, but I needed him to not be in the room because I needed to take someone else um, out that was coming into the room. And there okay. was him and a maid in this room, and I needed the butler to be taken out. Um, right. Who was coming into the room. So, and one of the mini objectives that I didn't have to do, but I saw was, like, take out the snotty teenager with uh, a uh, snooker ball. Sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, excellent. I will do that. Um, and the the sound design on that snooker ball, like, clonking against the guy's head so good. And uh, <laughs> I'm not a particularly violent person, but like something that's just something so slap to slap slap stickly good about like a hard object hitting someone's face. <laughs> sure. And um, and like yeah, so like I I distracted the maid over into the corner near the box I could hide her body um, with a coin. So I flipped through a coin. She was like, "What was that?" And then snotty guy was like, "Go check it out, will you?" And then, and then she like wanders over and then I just, I just walked up behind her and conked her on the head. <laughs> and then, and then I'm dressed, dressed up as like a waiter or something. Right. So then I just kind of stand there slightly near her body and the guy sees her, her body and he's like, wait, what's that? And he runs over and I just yeet the, the ball at his head. <laughs> he falls over on top of her. Um, oh, it's just good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's cool. It's a fun game. 
I, I wish you could talk to people or lead people to places in this game. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the only thing it's missing because it lets you do almost anything. And that is something that is so easy and something that you want to be able to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'd make it too easy, but... Yeah, it's tough. You know, if it'd just that's be tough. like, hey, can you follow me for a second? And the person would often be like, yes, sure. It Especially lets... if you're in, like, certain outfits. So, you know, well, say... It, it does let you do it in certain outfits. Like spe- does it? Like, very specific outfits. So, like, uh, there was an example of... In the f- in the Dubai level in the f- in Hitman Three, there's right. a journalist wandering around the fl- the ground floor, and he keeps asking people about what's going on upstairs. Um, okay. And if you dress up in this specific guy's outfit, you can walk up to him and say, "Hey, I've got something to tell you. Come with me." And then he'll follow you wherever you go. Um, sure. So but it, like it would be nice if, but you can't just do it with anything. Which is what I want. I mean, you know, there are times when I was wearing a security guard outfit. And I was talking to someone pretty irrelevant. You know, I felt like I should just be able to say, hey, can you just come with me for one second? (laughs) At least to the point where you can lead them around a corner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would make it too easy. Yeah. I think maybe it wouldn't if it was sort of limited to certain costumes and who you couldn't couldn't do it with. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe like you could do it with like the bodyguards of the person but then they should be able to recognize you anyway so yeah but i mean if it's if it's like a your security guard at an event and you ask a randomer to follow you for a second they yeah. should be like uh yeah okay but then if you ask someone who is you know another guard they'll be like no yeah that sort of thing yeah sure anyway whatever it's a good game um i don't think it got me enough to want to keep playing it mm. mm-hmm. but i had a very good time playing it and I wouldn't be opposed to playing it more, but it's not one where it's like, I want to keep playing this. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend hopping back into the Paris level, looking at some of the optional things and just trying to do them. Sure. They're just a good time. Like, trying to figure out one of them is, like, the sniper assassin. So, like, take out both targets without being seen with a sniper rifle. Like, trying to figure out how to do that, especially because... um, Yeah, that's cool. People will question you if you carry around a sniper rifle with you. (laughs) So you need to, like, get (laughs) the sniper rifle somewhere without being seen set up shoot and leave so that kind of stuff i think those stuff those are the limitations if you choose to accept are a good time <laughs> should you choose should you choose to accept um yeah i mean this this game is that's part of it it's just so big mm-hmm. uh that it does require a lot of time yeah if you want to really get into it yeah for sure um but i think it offers a lot if you do uh that's me done you me too say anything else i'm done cool uh, next week, or oh, you've heard of it, uh, you know what you're playing, it's a PlayStation 1 game. Ape Escape. It is about an animal which isn't an ape. Croc. <laughs> or a croc. It's maybe one of the most iconic PlayStation 1 games of all time. It's... Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the first Crash Bandicoot. Okay, why? Um, long story, uh, which can pretty much be summed up to, I kind of wanted to play Tai 2, Tai the Tasmanian Tiger 2. Mm-hmm. 
and then l- looked up gameplay of it and thought this doesn't look fun at all. So um, you thought, then, I know what is fun, Crash Bandicoot 1. Yeah, I, yeah. Have you played Crash Bandicoot 1? Not for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not okay. since I was... Not since I was probably like 10. I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of a rough three hours. We'll find out. We will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. Happy birthday. Thank um, you. Catch you next week. See uh, you on the flip. On Monday on iTunes and Spotify and the other ones. Yep. Uh, and if you wanted to talk to us, if you want to talk to me between then and now, Lockie, you could contact me. I don't know why you would, but you could send me an email at timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Um, you could tweet at me at timeplay3hr and you could Instagram at me at timeplay3hr. You could also call me or get in touch with me on Discord. Really? Just just you. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I will. WhatsApp. Yep. Viber. All our, all our normal means of comms. Mm-hmm. I don't all have there. Viber. Um... Thank you all for listening. Yep. It's been a treat. If you're listening to this on Spotify, hey, Hi. we looked at some stats. We found out more people listen on Spotify. More people uh, listen, but for less time. Yes. So you guys need um, to shape up. Well, I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Um, if you're a classic iTunes person like myself, also a legend. Um, Anyone cool. else? It's just nice to have you here. Yeah. Also, why are you listening to these on these weird platforms? And if so, tell us why. Uh, Okay, see you later. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.